0: Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
1: We're walking down the street and out of nowhere, she just goes, Oh, I'm obsessed with Harry Styles. (laughs) And I thought to myself, I'm like, she's four.
0: Somebody got to cue me or do I cue myself? Cue yourself. Okay. This is Let's Talk Off Camera. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Kelly Ripa, and I've been a talk show host for 23 years now. And the best conversations I have when there's not a camera involved, whether it's backstage or in my dressing room or during a commercial break, that's when we always get candid. So this is Let's Talk Off Camera. Okay, guys, I'm not gonna lie. I am really enjoying doing a podcast still in my same sweatpants, <laughs> still in my same, like, no makeup, unclean hair. I feel like the best version of myself or the <laughs> dirtiest that. version of myself. And, you know, we do these two-minute, three-minute segments on the talk show. We don't get to have deep conversations. And then the music rolls, commercial break, that's it. But today's actress, I don't, I don't want to actually limit her to an just an actress because she is so much more. She's a singer. She's a songwriter. She's an entrepreneur. She's a super mom. I'm very excited. I'm not going to bring her on yet because first we have to cover a little housekeeping <laughs> around here, okay? Um, we, we should talk about the fact that Jacob, one of our producers, got uh, engaged recently. Woo-hoo! Jacob. Woo-hoo! Jacob's in the house.
2: Hi, everyone. This is, I, I really did not expect this today. So.
0: Listen, I just want you to know that Kate Hudson may or may not be listening to this. So Hi, Kate Hudson. You, you deep, deepen, deepen that voice right up. Sound like your most manly version of yourself.
2: This is, this is my podcast voice now. Very good. Very
0: good. Okay, so eight years you've been with this lady. Yes, Allison. Okay. You met freshman year in college.
2: We met freshman year in college. We actually knew each other when we were younger through overnight camp. We we knew each other through socials. But we really became friends at NYU and then started dating.
0: No kidding. Yeah. And soon you two will, like, eventually get married and then lose your virginity to each other.
2: <laughs> That's exactly it. We're waiting. That's a,
0: very exciting. And that was a joke, everyone. So <laughs> after... No, in case her mother's listening. Um, so... <laughs> after 8 years. Now after 8 years, I've got to tell you, I'd be like, is this operation shit or get off the pot or there was no ultimatum? You just went ahead and surprised her.
2: No ultimatum. I mean, we were we were pretty young. We 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 moved in together after college and so we just wanted to like get everything together, become become adults without like Ruining our relationship. So adults without borders (laughs) Adults (laughs) Adults without borders. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. uh
0: Uh-huh. And did you have any uh, Breakups or
2: we've had zero breakups and that was actually a big thing in our relationship We always said we're not gonna be the couple that breaks up and gets back together and if we were gonna do it we're gonna do it and commit and We really view each other as you know partners in that sense. So it's really great.
0: Well, that's amazing. Thank you for te- sharing this no, with Of course, us. I, this is so exciting. I feel like Hiro Mark everyone. and I break up at least once, a,
2: <laughs> once a day. No breakups. We, we've been we've been pretty good. No, we've been really good. So it's been really good. Yeah, yeah.
0: No sex with anybody. No else. sex
2: with anyone else. And you
0: don't feel like this girl that you lost your virginity to. You're gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep. I'm I'm sticking with this. I just want to wait. I want I want Kate to see you on the screen so you can see how baby faced he is. Okay. Like this, <laughs>
3: oh my gosh
1: <laughs>
0: the most adorable alright well thank you Jacob Th- congratulations Jacob. Yay, Jacob. listeners we will keep you posted on any uh, movement in the wedding planning of Jacob that's really nice that's really sweet I was really? not expecting that I am proud of you you are just like me I waited for Mark <laughs> 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 just kidding just kidding everyone okay so the reason I bring Jacob in is because he's not the only engaged person right. around here. You know, our first guest, our only guest today is also an engaged lady. Mm-hmm. And she is all of the things that makes a person a movie star. She's dazzling. She's talented. She's smart. She's effervescent. She seems to be always in a good mood. She plays, of course, Bertie in the enormous hit Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. If you haven't seen it yet, it's on Netflix and you are late to the party. Um, she's my favorite character uh, because Bertie is the worst part of all of us. <laughs> and yet the best. She's a Golden Globe winner, an Oscar-nominated actress. She's Hollywood, She's Hollywood royalty, darling. And she's... She's a good time, Charlie, for sure. Please welcome the delightful Kate Hudson.
1: Woo-hoo! Yay! <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Kelly. How fun. I'm so excited.
0: Um so so tell me, you're recording an album right now, right? I am. I am. Okay. So tell me about your recording an album voice. Do you assume different characters when you record an album no. or do you um just sing as
1: yourself and let the music take you. Yeah, no, this was a very different experience for me than singing other people's music, you know, because like I in the films where i have sang, you know, it's there is character and there's a certain kind of way that some people want you to be singing and. Which is really fun. I love that. Uh, But this, this has been a totally different thing. It's been one of the great creative experiences of my life. And I'm so happy I did it. It's been almost two years. Look, when it comes out, it'll be two years. And, and I just had to do it. And it's very, it's very honest. So there's no part of my, it's just me. It's, it's my voice. It's like giving birth only much longer than giving birth. (laughs) (laughs)
2: it really
1: is it really is it's also I'm I'm just so happy that I'm doing it like I'm sure there's a lot of people who can relate to this that they love something so much but they just are scared to actually pursue it but it's like the very thing they wish they were doing all the time and I just got to that point in COVID where I was like if I don't make a record this will be one of the great Regrets for me. I'll just I'll be so mad at myself for not having the courage to do it. But now that I've kind of gotten past that part of, I'm so in it now that I'm like, I I, now I'm mad at myself. I'm like hitting myself that I didn't start do this, you know, in my (laughs) twenties. Yeah, because I love to write music. It's just like something I love to do. Do you keep journals as well? Do you journal uh, your life? I mean, my whole life. They're very repetitive though, if I'm being honest,
2: <laughs> I, I got to a certain too. point
1: where I looked back at like my early twenties and I was like, I feel like I might have wrote that same journal entry like four years ago. You know, yeah. it's like, I, we do change and we move and we gain wisdom and all of those things, but there are just certain things that don't shift.
0: <laughs> What's the theme? Like, give me your journal theme and I'll give you my journal theme.
1: Oh, boys, 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 and always, I mean, when I was younger, it was always about me not being able to take it anymore. Like every, I just, (laughs) like, I just can't take this anymore, you know, and like writing all of the things that I just can't handle. And I, you know, I don't know how much longer I can do this. (laughs) I'm like eight, you know?
0: (laughs) My theme, my theme in my journal is the opposite of that. I'm always in love with a female journalist, and I will never be as good as she is at anything. It's always like, I love Rachel Maddow. Why didn't I
1: uncover the Russian corruption? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you're really setting yourself up to, like, fail in that. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm glad that you figured that out for me. But you can play
0: a Rachel Maddow. You could play a Rachel Maddow. I will watch you, and then I'll interview you after you play a
1: Rachel <laughs> <laughs> We've seen, we've now, said it, I, that you never have to write one of those entries ever again. So you're, like, you're not just
0: hardworking in the film industry, And in the music industry, but you're a true creative. Like you've got your vodka brand, you've got your wellness supplements. You are like a scientist. I I like to think that you are like using every part of your brain all the time. Did your mom Goldie Hawn, the great Goldie Hawn, instill that in you? You know, you don't have to be any one thing. You can be many things. Because she came up in Hollywood in a very – like a totally different time where it's like you were an actor and that's what you did and that's all – you stayed in your lane.
1: Yeah, and she decided to tell – people that told her to stay in her lane to go fuck themselves and basically started producing her own movies which wasn't happening at the time and she had to really like fight for a lot of these movies to be made was seen by a lot of people as as difficult and complicated because she um had a point of view. Isn't that funny when women have a
0: point of view? They're complicated and difficult. They're being difficult and making problems
1: again. That's right. And I actually, I actually had an experience with someone recently who was talking about an experience with my mom and he was sort of saying that she was challenging. And I, I remember thinking like, you know, that's funny though, but like, was she right about what you thought was her being difficult? And he was like, Oh, yeah. I mean, she was definitely right. You know, the whole script needed a complete rewrite. So she was right. So all she was was right. She really was just trying to say, you know, hey, guys, we should probably relook at the script, you know. Um, And that is considered complicated, especially in the 70s and 80s in Hollywood. So, yeah, I mean, definitely. I saw her strength. I saw her conviction. She's so determined. I mean, she's really... Unbelievable. I even look at how she is with her foundation and 20 years in when people were like laughing at her because it was like they thought it was about meditation, but she was so focused on kids, social, emotional learning and created this amazing curriculum for young kids to actually, you know, learn how to manage their stressors better, which is more needed now than ever Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So she was sort of on the cutting edge of this and she didn't. She never gave up. I mean, 20 years now, she's finally getting her, you know, sort of kudos for what she's been creating. But she just doesn't she doesn't let up. And I think as I now raise my daughter and see how she wants to emulate things that I'm doing, even just the smallest things like watching me put on makeup and and her kind of, you know, sort of trying to do the same things. I mean, it's where I learned everything. What a great teacher. Amazing. I got so, I just feel so blessed. I, I, I don't even know what I must have done in a past life to have been born to her as a mother. Do you teach, like,
0: your son Ryder, who's your firstborn, like, the art of resilience to try and fail? Or did you try to, like, helicopter parent? Like, what kind of a mother were you to your first child?
1: I mean, I have like what I think and then I think my entire family would have what they think about how I've raised my kids, you know. Okay, give me both
0: give me both versions.
1: We're a very judgmental family. We're very we judge each other's parenting like crazy. <laughs> you know, someone's always saying something about someone else's parenting behind their back, you know. And it's all in good fun. There's no like this isn't like a sending us into deep therapy. But I would say for me that I'm a very strict parent. I'm not as lenient as I think people would think that I am. I'm very strict when it comes to not only getting the things done, but doing the things that you say you're going to do and following through. And if you don't follow through, there's consequences. Like those things I'm very strict about, which my brother, Ollie, is the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. And then like manners to me is so important. Like looking people in the eye, like there's things that just have to happen. Let me just say this.
0: When Ronnie was born, I sent you a little gift for her. When we have people that we love and care about, but don't necessarily know very well, we're just happy for them, we send gifts. Kate is, I can say this, I think one of maybe two celebrities that has ever sent me a thank you note.
1: (laughs) And like a beautiful, thoughtful... Handwritten I love thank sending you thank you notes. That's like my, I love receiving them. When I get a note, I'm always like, "Oh, that fe- it feels so good." Feels so good. It feels like an. You analogy. send thank
3: you notes to everybody.
0: I do, but I'm out of stationery, so I've got like <laughs> a bu- I, I literally have been walking around at work saying, "I'm sorry that I haven't properly thanked you yet," but I'm waiting for my personalized stationery. I'm very finicky. <laughs> I am finicky about my shit. Um. So okay. So Oliver, when when you see Oliver with his kids will you get in there as an aunt and be like no that's not what we do or uh uh like have you ever gotten involved in a in something going on with the kids yeah oh yes
1: although usually oliver's pretty laid back like i he usually lets me just do the, the way i discipline he's happy for you to do the work yeah he's like fine like get <laughs> mad i don't care like eh. and then the, the kids will be like dad and be like oh, auntie kate says no i mean what am i going to you know, so we we're good with that. Um, but I think that I am very protective. I actually think that I'm pretty good. I think my whole family' their big judgment for me would be that I have too much anxiety around, like you know, if they're if they're like in a tree and I'm yeah. like, I can't look, I can't watch, I can't be around it. I want them out of the tree, and everybody's like they're fine in the tree. That I would say that's the thing I have to work on the most is my anxiety when kids are wild
0: was that with each kid or like all of them yeah that's funny you see with us and our kids are closer together in age but when we had michael we were uh like not neurotic but we were very like on top of him and then lola came along and she was a girl and she was like i got this You know, like, you don't have to hover, I got it. And so we were a little bit more hands off. And then by the time Joaquin came around, I I mean, I I didn't even know I was pregnant with him. It was the shortest pregnancy I've ever had (laughs) because I was like five months pregnant and then found out I was pregnant. And then I had him and then I was like, Lola, who is 15 months old, here, hold your brother so mommy can shower. Like, <laughs> literally like putting her down on the floor yeah. and handing her a newborn. Oh, that's so, yeah. yeah I know what you mean. So, I mean, I definitely protective.
1: felt like the, in that first part, in the first like six months, d- way less anxiety, way less anxiety. But yeah, I just, I have that like mother floating anxiety that just doesn't go away. Yeah, Right. Of course. So
0: you guys are like one big blended family. Like when I think about your tribe, that is a tribe that like it seems like everybody's allowed in with open arms. Is that fair? Yes.
1: Yes. Every once in a while, my mom, which is what's really funny because she's the most open, will shut the door like 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 she's a Scorpio. I call it like the tail comes out, and it's like she'll be like, "No." Like one, once every three years, like my mother will just cut off someone from something, you know, like. Come but down. is it always justified? Like, do you look back and go, oh, you were right? Yeah. Person oh, X yeah. deserve the scorpion tail. Yeah. But but huh. but other than that, yes, we are a totally open door kind of family with aunts and uncles extend beyond our actual family. But our our, it, you know, our core family, we all live five minutes from each other. My, I walk to my brothers. I walk to my mom's. Oliver's the only one who we all have to get in the car
2: <laughs> to see, <stay. laughs>
1: but he's only five minutes away, which I think is the way that honestly we're meant to be as humans. I think it's yeah. like what keeps people probably alive longer. Actually, yes. I was talking with Dan Buettner about this. He does that Blue Zones thing. Have you ever interviewed him? No, I haven't, but I know what you're talking about. He's the best, and community, like three generation households, usually live longer. The longest.
0: Yeah, you know, it's an old book now. I, I I think I've I've talked to you about this, and I've recommended this book to everyone that I've ever met. It's called Tribe by Sebastian Younger, and it's an old book, and it was at the forefront of like I think. Uh, Facebook was just coming out or maybe Twitter. it was. There was just like an app. And he was predicting that it's like that's going to break down our tribal living. Like computers are great. However, people are not congregating together in a way that is healthy for society to survive. And I really think the book is like now it's even more pertinent than it was when it was written. It talks all about that. I'd like to read that book. Yeah, I'll send it to you because I have. I always have like if I love a book, I have like twelve copies of it, and I just I'm like, oh here, take. I'm like a library. Albert's Albert's favorite was what's the one Oprah liked? Um. Oh, the secret. The secret. Oh, the secret. Al- so Albert. yes, so good. Albert secrets me all the time, the and I'm, secret- I'm like, stop secret. Oh, today talking was a good one. Me. Okay, here we go. so <laughs> you not I mean, Secret? Of course I did. Oh, okay. When he like secret talks me as though it's the Ew. only language I can this understand. This is today's secret message.
3: You get a daily message. This is an amazing one.
0: Okay, here we go. Ready? Mhm. If somebody says something negative to you, do not react. Oh, please, Albert. <laughs> <laughs> You have to get yourself to a point where you can stay calm and peaceful inside, no matter what negative things happen on the outside. When you can maintain peace and joy within you, despite any situation on the outside, you have become the master of everything. I've seen him get upset if there's not enough garlic bread at, <laughs> at the olive garden, okay?
1: So to be clear, <laughs> Mr. Calm and Peaceful. I had to learn that lesson so early because… There was so much tabloid stuff. Like when I got really famous, there was so much, there were so many lies, you know, and it was so Mm -hmm. weird because in my mind, I felt, it it felt so unjust. It was like, this is unfair. And at that time, which was early 2000s. Nobody
0: understands how different it is now with so social media. Different. They were it's so, so mean
1: to women. Oh, so mean to women. I mean, the, the body shaming from being too skinny to too fat to then going up your skirt and from the cellulite. And I mean, like, it's almost like I couldn't speak to a man without being partnered with him. Like, literally, I couldn't sit and say hello to someone. There was so much of it at such a, a rate that I was like, couldn't in any way comprehend that I just realized I need to figure out how to, like, not care about any of this.
0: I know what I'm buying my mom friends for Mother's Day. Fiori Joggers, Jana's is obsessed, my stylist Audrey is obsessed. So I know they're a sure hit. And if any one of my family or friends are listening to this podcast, hint, hint, these would be a great gift for me. They're designed with their dream knit stretch fabric, which I love because they're so ridiculously comfortable, but yet look so good. By the way, they're not just for women. I'm ordering them right now for Mark because Father's Day is right around the corner. No matter how you stay active, running, swimming, yoga, or just running weekend errands, Viore is for you. Viore is offering Let's Talk Off Camera with Kelly Ripper listeners 20% off your first purchase. Get some of the most comfy and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com That's offcamera. V-U-O-R-I dot slash off-camera. You'll also enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to Viori dot slash off-camera and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. True or false, Walmart has eye care.
2: True. Stop by Walmart to save and browse top designer frames right where you already shop. And they accept most insurance. Welcome to Easy Eye Care.
1: Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. It was like harassment, eating away at me. It's, it's so, it was so negative.
0: And-, and it's like taking the joy, like you can't even enjoy your accomplishments. You can't enjoy giving birth. You can't enjoy an Academy Award nomination. You can't enjoy these things because you just know that Tomorrow there will be a story, or there'll be that irritating email saying we're going to publish this ridiculous story by five o'clock tonight. If you don't respond with a,
1: you know, whatever it is, yeah, you know, and, and you and, just realize that you're letting them win. The more you feel bad, if I'm going to allow this like negative energy to get into me, then I then they win. I'm, just, I'm yeah. I I've given them all my power. Yeah. You know, Mark always, Mark always says
0: that, um, what if he always says that dumb thing to me when I'm like feeling bad about something? You know, somebody has said something shitty. He'll say to me, Kelly, what other people think about you is none of your business. <laughs> but he's right. It's like none of my business. I, these are people that don't know you. They're invested in you because you sell headlines or now it's, you know, now it's clickbait or whatever. But it's like people care about you and i'm always like well can't people care and they write something nice and apparently like they can't write something nice because people don't click on
1: nice it's just not the nature well, it's also not the nature they did this study i'm going to i forget who did it about, about why people tend to want to see people fail mm-hmm. even when they love someone like they actually mm-hmm. get a sense of joy out of watching someone I don't have that. I, I don't either I I'm, don't have that. <laughs> but I see it in so many of my friends. And people yeah. I love, I don't blame them for it. I'm sort of like, you know, it's yeah. just an interesting thing that our nature, our brains, however they're wired, are actually more prone to 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 being more engaged in someone's failure than in their success. It's really a sad that's like
0: sad. It makes me it's heart it's heartbreaking. Um I don't even get excited when my enemies fail, my myriad enemies. My myriad enemies.
2: <laughs> I've That's say, your next when book. I,
0: when I think of you, I don't think that you have – I don't think there's a person that I've ever met that doesn't love you. Oh. So whatever you're doing, you're doing it
1: right. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I hope so. I was talking about this the other day that I felt when I was younger, I did actually, I never like talked about it because I, you know, I, sometimes I think those things are kind of get, I I would think people wouldn't understand. They'd be like, why, how could she get bullied? You know, but the truth is, is that when I was younger, my dedication to being uh, in in the arts, whether it be singing or performing, Mm -hmm. I was so focused that a lot of, my peers really like bullied, like they would be mean to me, you know? And, 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 and things like, things like, you know, writing and lipstick, like you suck on a, on a thing. Or like, I remember on a soccer field one time, this girl like took my bag and all my tampons and threw everything everywhere, like really bad stuff. And I thought I never really did anything to, to incite that kind of hatred towards me. I and and I carry that. I carry that my whole life, knowing that I just needed to keep being nice and kind and open and available. That I would. Ne- I'd never wanted to be mean to other girls, you know. And do you know, listeners, who that woman was
0: today? Kate Blanchett. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be Wouldn't that be so
1: crazy? <laughs> Kate Blanchett was in the soccer field next to me. She was my <laughs>
0: soccer bully. No, but does that, like, did that ever get
1: to you? Like, you just you just intuitively knew to just keep being positive? Yeah. I was like, I knew. I mean, I also had great parents that would help me in moments like that. And honestly, my parents are so nuts. And, like, you know, they're, they're, their first question to me when something terrible would happen, they'd be like, well, what did you do? <laughs> Not right. like, blame the oh, honey, it was right. like, well, what, right. what's your part in this? Right. And so right. I grew up always being like, okay, like, what, what did I do? Did I do something to, to provoke this? And honestly, I realized that it was, it was my desire to be on a yeah. stage or like create and, and sometimes people find that threatening when you have like, when you're
0: a young person in particular, maybe, I I just know this from watching my, my own kids, their friends, my own life. Uh, sometimes when you're at an age where people are starting to form ideas about what they want to be, and you're a kid that doesn't know what you want to be, you can find that to be very threatening when you see somebody who knows exactly what it is they want out of life. That can be a very threatening, intimidating thing. You know, it's like easy to uh, to apply the word jealousy because you're gorgeous and you've got like, you've got everything from the outside, right? People that don't know you, I'm saying, if you're this girl on the soccer field. Kate Blanchet say, and <laughs> it'll never not be funny. I don't know why that just popped in my head, but um, if you are like if you are the girl on the soccer field looking at you, she's probably saying, "Why does she have everything?" and I don't know you know, what I want out of life, where I want to go.
1: Well, whatever their circumstances are, wherever that comes from, I think the thing that you learn, and I think it's a good thing that I wish every girl learned when they're younger, is that, is to let them talk. Mm. Like, let it, let it, let them, you know, it's easier said than done. But like, you know, you, you know, you, you, I, you know, you, you, you have to, you have to at some point just, and this is coming off still off of that, Quote, but you just have to let it roll. Let it like just let them talk, because they're always going to. It's human nature. Yeah, you know. I I said to a friend of mine
0: who um, became famous like a little bit later on in life, and he he was hit with like his first wave of bad press, and he was like, "Oh my god, how do you you know how do you stand it?" He's like, everyone says horrible things about you all the time. And I was like, really? They do? <laughs> Everybody all what? the time? You know, it's like, <laughs> really? Is it that bad? But And I said to him, and I think it's good advice. I go, people get bored and they'll move on. It's just like when you're the n- new kid, when you're the new kid on the block, it can be irresistible you're a blank canvas yeah um so you mentioned your brother Oliver and you've got this great podcast sibling revelry how do you know where the boundaries are how far can you push each other how do you control when it goes off the rails or is that the beauty of it I mean there's
1: definitely a lot that we've had to cut <laughs> 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 I've definitely been like um hey our producer Allison like Allison you need to cut that entire hour. Like it's just <laughs> um, too personal. Um, but it's actually been really great. Oliver's so open. The yeah. only thing is, is that he doesn't care. So he doesn't care if like the world knows everything about him. And also, he's a guy,
0: so he doesn't have to deal with like that's right. A lot of the shit that you would have to deal with.
1: And he just relies on me to do all of the heavy lifting so like Mm -hmm. i'll do the edits and 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 then the and then the podcast was his idea and i'm super busy and i then cut to like i'm listening to all the edits and i'm trying to get things going together and and oliver's just completely like doesn't just like cool no sounds good (laughs) do you want to hear it no no and then so but other than that honestly we've been pretty good. I mean there's there's times that there are things that happen that like actually really get under my skin a little bit. Because if you're doing a podcast about relationships with siblings with your sibling, there's going to be moments especially the memory of particular si- situations that have been gone down in the past. Oliver mm-hmm. will have a memory and my memory is a completely different memory. And mm-hmm. we ended up having this professional uh uh he was a sibling researcher really fascinating but he talked about that he talked about how we grow up in the same household and have two completely different or three however many siblings perspectives on what went down can you give me an example like
0: can you give me one example like a big one (laughs)
1: <laughs> like a big one, like a super big one. Um, Give me one that you cut from your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, like we'll have a completely different memory of our father. Same, same mm. situation, uh, same scenario, and a totally different memory. And let me guess, he's more forgiving
0: or more like seeing the sunny side. A thousand percent. Yeah, because men don't read nuance at all. They don't under like. It's it's very funny, uh, and you'll notice this with your daughter because, like I said, you have two older sons. Your daughter's what four now? Four, Is she four. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she's gonna she's gonna pick up on nuanced conversations between you and Danny that your adult sons will not pick up on ever because it's such a. I and I don't love gender stereotype but certain things are really really true. Mm-hmm. And I can I can tell you that my daughter can walk into our room and know if we've been arguing. Even if we've made up and it's everything's better, she just can feel it. Yeah. And we could literally uh have a shouting match in front of the boys and if they're on Xbox, they didn't even know they w- wouldn't notice. The police could come and they'd be like the police are here. We don't know why.
1: That's the it's difference. It's so funny. That's so true. That's like, yeah. yeah, definitely I'm in the same scenario. Actually, Ronnie did something that I thought was so funny that never happened with the boys and she's only 4, right? She's obsessed with the Grammys. She thinks that she thinks mm-hmm. that the Grammys is a show that's on. Right. Yes,
0: on all the time. Yeah. yeah. So who's she's, her
1: favorite? Who's her favorite right now? So, so she's like, should we watch the Grammys, mommy? Mm-hmm. No, honey. The Grammys only come on once a year. You know. We're walking down the street, and out of nowhere, I mean, like, we couldn't have been talking about more opposite things. She just goes, "Oh, I'm obsessed with Harry Styles." <laughs> <laughs> And I thought to myself, I'm like... Everybody is. Well, yes. But also just, I can have a... uh, She's four and she's so way above her years. Hey, will you ask
0: her a question for me later on? Will you ask her what she thinks was going on with Ben Affleck? Why he looks so unhappy?
1: (laughs) She'll probably have an answer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What do you think Ronnie will say when you perform at the Grammys?
1: You just put that in the universe. Yes, I did. Yes, I I did. (laughs) Oh, she'll feel like that's exactly where she's supposed
3: to be. Ronnie is
1: a mood. I I can't even explain it. Like she is just her whole vibe is like she's so self-possessed and it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. It's wild to watch. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um,
0: (laughs) Do you watch reality TV? I don't know if we talked about this. Are you like a Real Housewives person?
1: I'm not a Real Housewives person. I feel like I would love it. You would love it. But you I… You would love
0: all of them. Start with Jersey.
1: Is Jersey's your favorite?
0: Jersey is the one that you will relate to the most. It is the most, like, families acting like real families with vendettas and judgments and, like, all you know, it's a lot of, like… It's not superficial family time. You can tell these women are actually cleaning their own toilets yeah. in full hair and makeup and then answering the door <laughs> so they can have a luncheon. You That's know what I mean? So funny. Yeah. I just, I love brainless television. I, I've been reading about, but I haven't seen this show called Milf Manor, <laughs> which I think could be like FCC a violation because picture this. This is what the show is about. <laughs> there are 20 moms in their 50s. And they're 20 plus sons, 20 years old plus sons. And the moms date the sons. No. They all live together in a house, which is known as MILF Manor. And the moms and sons all date each other. Like the moms aren't dating their sons. sons. They're dating the other mom's sons and vice versa. But the whole show starts with competing for the best room in MILF Manor. And how do they win the best room? They blindfold all the moms and all of the sons are standing there shirtless. And the moms have to rub their hands all over the sons to figure out which one is their son. What? Okay. That's MILF Manor. (laughs) Ladies
1: and gentlemen, the end of society. This this has definitely gone too far. Imagine hearing that though in like a meeting. That's a great idea. Oh my God. Yes and then they'll rub their they'll the rub naked their chest their of their son.
0: <laughs> if I saw dads rubbing their hands all over girls, I would call, I'd be at home calling the police. I'd be like get to Milf Manor, it's in the Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> get there now. Someone get to Milf Manor. <laughs> I think uh, here so here's my question. Oh. Your family Seems like so much fun. Would you ever have a reality show? No, never. <laughs> no, one Thanksgiving. That's all I want, and we'll call it. What we call it?
1: Holidays with the Hudsons.
0: Ho- Holidays with the Hudsons. Hudson, Han, Russell, Fujikawa. It's, it will. It's a. It's a working title. Picture this. Okay, here we go. <laughs> it's kind of like Survivor, and at the end. Goldie cuts someone from next year's Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner. Like, she's like, the tribe has spoken, and she, like, throws the turkey at them or whatever. Whatever she would do okay, to get rid of them. And so it's like, you're surviving the holidays, and so the goal is to be the last person standing at the table with just Goldie. Right. So mom just throws pieces of the turkey at us? Yeah, she just, like, that's when you know you're done. You're done in the dinner. <laughs> So so You don't have to answer now, just think about it. You bring it to your people.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So what's next? What's the next project? I mean, honestly, I've just been working on my record, thinking about what the release of it would look like. And then will you go on tour? I wanna sing, yeah. I wanna go sing. I don't know what that's gonna look like yet. Like this isn't like some move for me to switch careers, you know. I I just wanna get the record out and have the opportunities to sing for people because I love it. Would you ever do a show at the Cafe Carlisle,
0: which is you, so close. You are the
1: second person today to say that. Oh my gosh. So why don't you? Well, I would love to. I would love to. I mean, I love that venue. It's so cozy and fun. And I feel like that would be a good venue. And
0: then season three of your podcast comes out April 10th? That's right. Oh my gosh. I'm very excited. I don't know. Like I said- the fact that you're still speaking to each other is just a testament to how much your family loves each other. I love it. I love it. Um, well, thank you for being with us. We really appreciate it. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Love Bye. you. Bye. Love you. Guys, she's the best. The best, the best. She really is. And she's like so grounded. She's, I'm telling you, grounded. And like I said, she's one of the few people that I know from my talk show mm-hmm. who. I've seen out and about, and we have a mutual friend, and we've had dinners together, and what you see is what you get. Yeah. There's no fakeness. Yeah. That's not, it's not like a Hollywood facade. She's just a really good, normal, nice girl.
1: Yeah. I like what she said about like the haters and let them talk, because I don't think a lot of people are that strong. I mean, I think a lot of people would crumble.
3: It's tough to learn that. Her
1: parents were, yeah. you know, Steps very- Steps from the top. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: They were very um influential in all of that. And yes, I'm sure there's drama. I do think that my um reality holiday meal <laughs> idea is is a real it could be it could win Emmys and maybe Peabody Awards. I thought of a
3: title after the fact. What's it called? Kate plus eight.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: that's
0: amazing. That's amazing. Kate plus eight. Yes. I mean, we can get that from TLC, They'll let us buy that <laughs> yes, one thing. Of course. Um well All of you listeners at home, we're a new show in a sea of podcasts. Gosh, there's too many. But we're a really good show, so make sure you tell your friends. Let's Talk Off Camera is available every week on Stitcher, the SXM app, and all major podcast listening platforms. Bye. See you next week, everyone. Let's Talk Off Camera with Kelly Ripa is a co-production of Melojo Productions and PRX Productions with help from Goat Rodeo. Our theme song is Follow Me from APM Music. From Melojo, our team is Kelly Ripa, Mark Consuelos, Albert Bianchini, Jan Chalet, Devin Schneider, Michael Halpern, Jacob Small, Roz Therian, Seth Gronquist, and Nick Ribola. From PRX Productions, our team is... Kara Schillen, Genevieve Sponsler, Megan Nidolsky, Edwin Ochoa, Rebecca Seidel. Additional sound design by Terence Bernardo. The executive producer of PRX Productions is Jocelyn Gonzalez. This show is powered by Stitcher.